All right. Thank you, Shelly. All right. Y'all can hear me? Yeah. All right. Lori did such a wonderful job introducing me first service, we decided not to go that way again. So, no, she, she actually just knew me when I was too little, so we don't want to bring up stuff that babies do and, you know. <laughs> but uh, Pastor Aaron is in North Carolina with John Sanger and the, the church there, so uh, I just thank you all for still coming out, for being part of the church, amen. So... Um, you know, I've known the Tomlinson family since I was little. We used to, I, I lived about a mile from them, I guess, when I was one. <laughs> so, uh, one or two, yeah, so for a few years there. And then uh, grew up swimming with Aaron and uh, through high school got really close to him. He stood up at my wedding. I stood up at his wedding. Lori stood up at our wedding. Pastor Julie sang at our wedding. As long as, as well as uh, Al and... Uh, Jackie, <laughs> so we've known uh, the family for for quite a quite a while. And Mike Gage was friends with my brother Gary through high school, and I remember him as a you know when I was a young young man. So, uh, but we want to continue on with the Rocking the Roll series today, and today we're going to be looking at uh, men and some of men's roles and uh, what that means. And uh, I went to Google. And that was a mistake, because Google does not know what it means to be a man. <laughs> okay. they uh, You all are just need to relax a little bit. Okay. Do I need to tell you a joke to get you going? Okay. Yeah, we'll give you one a quick one, all right? So there was this pastor, a uh, small, small country church, and, uh, you know, so they didn't have a lot of funds coming in, and the church needed paint, and it was all peeling, so he got it scraped off, and uh, they, they raised enough money to go buy five gallons of paint. Well, five gallons of paint isn't enough to paint the whole outside of a church. So he thinned it out. He added some water, you know, mixed it up and uh, painted the church, had it all nice and white and uh, getting ready for the service on Sunday. You know, Saturday night comes along and it rains and it washed off the paint that he put on there. So he's talking to God about it. He says, God, what, you know... This is the funds we had. What do I need to do here, Lord? God says, repaint and thin no more. <laughs> All right, I know it's a little dry, a little dry. <laughs> really, y'all just need to relax a little. So it's good to have fun in church. If you can't have fun in church, then I feel sorry for you. Because <laughs> so, God's a fun God. He's a good God. Amen? So we're going to look at some men's roles and the roles of women and men. Uh, if you'll look with me in Genesis chapter 1, we'll pick it up in uh, verse 26. It says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock, and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So one thing I see in there is that... God created mankind to rule, right? There's something inside of us that wants to have authority, that wants to have dominion, that wants to rule over things. The thing that it wants us to rule over is creation, okay? The thing that we're designed to rule over is creation. So verse 27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. 
In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and over the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So another thing I see in there is that God created them, male and female. Okay, He didn't put division. He put them together. Okay, And when the fall happened... One of the first things that happened was the division. Adam and Eve saw that they were separate. They saw they were different. Okay? There was a division there. But that's not the way God intended it. God intended us to be a unit, to be together. He created them together. All right? So, and He created them to rule and have dominion over their environment. Okay? So, it's not that man is to have dominion over his wife or to rule over his wife. Uh, it's not that the wife is to rule over the man. Okay? They're to be together, created them together in unity. So, I know in uh, society, has I think progressed further than the church, honestly, <laughs> as far as... Uh, Couples working together and marriages working together and women in the workplace and uh, allowing men to do some things that used to be uh, traditionally assigned to women. You know, you see more men staying home with kids. So in the church, though, it seems to not be that way. We seem to be behind on things. And I don't know why that is, but God help us. All right, we're going we're gonna to get some help today in that. So, um, you know, when my son was born, I'll, I'll just give you, I'll start off with my example here. My son was born, I became a, a dad, I became a father. And they say that women go through nesting, that women, you know, is, you're pregnant, you start getting the house ready and getting everything all prepared for the the new baby, and uh, when Cornelius was born, I had that. That happened to me. It kind of freaked me out, honestly, because I didn't know any other men, or at least any men that would admit it, <laughs> that they loved their son and they wanted to be with him. But that's what God put in me. And uh, that's something you have to come to terms with and say, you know what, that's okay, that's God. He put that in there. You know, God put designed each and every one of us uniquely different. And uh, Tammy, she stayed home, so she stayed home with Cornelius for a few years, and uh, I worked, filled the traditional roles. You know, the husband providing and being the prophet and priest and the king of the home. That didn't work so well. <laughs> and Tammy staying home with the little one and uh, raising him. But I had that desire inside of me that I wanted to to be with my son. And uh, when he was four, I believe it was, was he five? Five. That uh, I got that opportunity. Tammy, you know, we we came to terms and uh, Tammy said, you know, I'm kind of ready to to go back to work. She had had worked most of her her life uh, until we had Cornelius and... 
uh, I was ready to be home. So she went to work and I stayed home with with our son. And uh, what a blessing it was for me. Uh, that was in my heart to do that. God put that in there. I was good with that. The uh, But the, the world and people in the church both gave me a hard time over that. You know, uh, you're, you're supposed to be working, providing for your wife. You know, I believe you're you're supposed to be providing for your wife and she's supposed to be home taking care of the children and cooking and cleaning come along with that, you know. But uh, that that's not the way God created it. You know, he created them together. In Romans, we'll go over to Romans chapter 12. And he did, he did put in us uh, the desire to have dominion and to rule. It just wasn't over other people. <laughs> okay? It's over things in this world, things that we can uh, use in this world, take care of this world, be a caretaker for it, but not over other people. Okay? Uh, we've, we've kind of taken that and misapplied that through society. So in Romans 12, it says, there, verse 1, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Okay, so the word conform there, as you look that up, I look that up, and find out that conform means to be conformed or formed to an outward pattern. You know, the uh, the pattern that the world has for us, uh, which says that the, the man goes to work, and provides for his family, he makes the decisions, he fixes the house, turns on the breaker. <laughs> There's a little inside joke there. <laughs> um, so, But there's some men that just don't know how to do manly things. They have other giftings, okay? Uh, they have other abilities, which I am so thankful for. Okay? But... Uh, so this conforming to the outside world, there's pressure every day that we face, you know, whether you stay home, whether you go to work, uh, coming to church sometimes. I know we don't have that pressure here, but uh, a lot of the church world, uh, there's that pressure to, to provide and do those things by yourself, you know, to have that dominion and rule. And... I'm so thankful to be part of a body that that is not uh, perpetuated, that that's shared with the, the women. So women, I thank you so much for being part of that. Yeah. All right, this is for you today too. <laughs> okay, so then the next part of that is be, be trans. So don't be conformed to the pattern. You know, don't be conformed to what the world says, but be transformed. You know, uh, I'm going to continue with the pattern a little bit. Growing up in high school, I got to the point where I wanted to do shop and I wanted to do welding 
and I want to do automotive stuff, and I love those things. I really enjoy uh, that kind of work, um, working with my hands, getting my hands on stuff. I understood things. People so much I didn't understand. <laughs> but, but physical things like my computer, somebody told me one time, said, well, you lost your hard drive. And I said, no, I didn't. It's still, it's all there. I, nothing fell out. It's all in there. And they're like, no, you lost your hard drive. No, it's in there. I don't get it. <laughs> so you there too, bro? All right. Yeah, technology, you know, my phone, if you've seen my phone, is, uh, it's not a flip, it's a slider. All right. And uh, I started texting like a year ago. <laughs> That's why we don't have a PowerPoint today, because, you know, I'm just not there. So, but uh, being conformed to the pattern of this world, in high school, I uh, graded pretty well. I tested out pretty well on things. You know, I knew how to take a test, read a test, and figure out what the answer was. And uh, so they put me in the college prep track which means you're being prepared to go to college. And I think it was my sophomore or junior year, I went to my counselor and said, hey, I want to take automotive. I want to take welding up at PCC. And uh, they said, well, you can't do that. I said, well, why not? And they said, well, you're in college prep. I'm like, so put me in this uh, vocational track. I want to do this. I want to take welding. I want to go to shop, you know. I want to learn how to work on cars. But uh, the pattern that they had said, no, your grades are here, so you're going to college. You don't get to go do the PCC stuff. So uh, it was kind of disappointing. Actually, it was really disappointing. (laughs) Disappointing in my life. But uh, so I went on to college, and I am thankful for that because I learned, learned some things, some good things. Had a good semester of evolution, and <laughs> yeah, I've got my degree in biology, so you take a semester of evolution, so that's interesting. But uh, I wasn't saved. Actually, at that point, I had gotten saved. I got saved in in college uh, about a year after Pastor Aaron did, actually. So, or when he rededicated his life. So, but this world had this pattern that they expected me to fit into. And I did not fit. I didn't want to fit anyway. I, you know, I tried to do those things, went to college, didn't uh, feel satisfied there, didn't feel at home there. Um, but that's where society said I needed to go. So that's what I did. And then I got into the church world and uh, was learning you know, about God and God got my whole life. I mean, he just totally changed my life. And then, um, and it's nothing, I'm so thankful for people that have input to my life, you know, nothing against them at all. Uh, but you do, you do pick up on patterns that the church has for you as well. And uh, I am so thankful for people that put on marriage seminars, you know, even if I don't agree with what they're pushing in it. At least they're trying to do something, right? So, uh, but in the church, they, people try to put patterns on you as well. They'll try to conform you into uh, who they think you are. Okay? And I'm a little bit softer spoken. So, uh, and I don't like to preach every Sunday. You know, uh, that's just not my thing. Uh, 
Um, I like to have fun. I love to have fun. I can fix things. I learned to fix a ton of stuff. You know, I can do a little bit of electrical, a little bit of plumbing, uh, framework. I can do all that kind of stuff. Mostly because I was too cheap to learn, or too cheap to pay someone else to do it. So I learned to do that myself. Because I just uh, was too cheap to do that. I was like, man, this guy's making $500 and it took him like a day to fix my car. It shouldn't be that much. So... Uh, so I've learned to do that myself. I do enjoy doing those kind of things. But the church world says, well, you're, uh, you know, it was, it was other people that were putting into my life. They were like, well, I'm kind of in the role of Paul, and you're in the role of Timothy. <laughs> you know, and it's nothing against Timothy at all. Timothy was a great man of God, pastor, churches. And, uh, but, and there are similarities. You know, I can look at Timothy and I can take some things and I can grow from that, as you should with all godly men, right? I mean, we need to be able to look at somebody and, and grow from that. But they are not you, or you are not them. Okay, there's going to be some differences. Um, just as I wanted to stay home with Cornelius, not all men are going to want to do that. Okay? Uh, some men like to really excel in athletics, in football and basketball, whatever. Uh, you know, I was a good swimmer. Um, I enjoyed doing that, but I didn't want to do other physical contact. But that's not the way God wired me. That's the way he wired some others. Uh, you know, there's some women that like to go work, like Tammy. She wanted to go work. Uh, she enjoyed being out and being social with everybody. So... Um, there's just patterns. Don't let the world put you into that. Don't let the church world put you into a pattern that God has not created you in. All right? It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word transform is metamorphos, or metamorpho, and meta meaning a change of place. Let me look at my notes here. I want to make sure I quote it right. Change of place or condition. A change of place or condition. And meta, meta, or morpho is to transform, transmute, or alter fundamentally. To change in form, nature, or substance. It's used in uh, Jesus' transfiguration. You know, when he uh, went from actually being a physical human being person. Is that okay? Can I say Jesus was a human? Is that okay? Y'all all right with that? Okay, and yeah, some people aren't okay with that too. So, uh, But he went from that to being transfigured into the spirit. And uh, so that's that same word, metamorphosed. And it also means, or would be, an ex- another example would be uh, turning lead into gold. You know, you take, that's every alchemist's dream is to be able to take <laughs> One substance, turn it into gold, right? So uh, that, that would be that same word, let into gold. Or as Aaron shared last week, uh, taking a frog and turning it into a prince. Okay, That's that change that's being talked about here. So we need to not be conformed into the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Be, allow yourself to become what God has you to be. Let him transfigure you into what he has for you, a prince. 
by the renewing of your mind. Okay, so this takes place. The first place is in our mind. We've got to start in our mind. Uh, the word renewed um, there is a process and work of restoring back to a new condition. Let me say that again. Process and work of restoring back to a new condition. So it takes work to be transformed, you know, uh, and takes work. It's a process. It's not necessarily easy to go from being who other people or who you even thought you were to being what God thought you are and what God made you, what he thinks you are. So that's that's work to do that. All right. So and God's not made us like anyone else. You can't pattern yourself after just even godly men in the Bible because they messed up too. (laughs) All right. And uh, we mess up. You know, it's okay. We miss it. So. But as we allow ourselves to become who Jesus created us to be you will miss it less and less. Okay? You will walk, begin to walk the way he created you. You'll find satisfaction and fulfillment. You'll find joy. Uh, you'll find peace. All right? So, let's look at Psalm 139. I keep hitting the wrong button on my... I'm using my phone for my clock. So, Psalm 139. So we gotta we gotta be renewed, okay? We gotta be made new in our mind. We've gotta see ourselves and make our pattern after how God made us, okay? We don't want to be conformed to this world. We want to be transformed. That which means we want to be what God actually created us to be. Okay, for you created my inmost being, verse 13, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. All right, so God took us. He actually got down and took us and knit us together. He created us. You know, it says, uh, verse 14 says, Your works are wonderful. I knew that full well. Well, what were his works? Us. Right. It wasn't just the earth. It wasn't just the animals. It wasn't the sky. It wasn't the atmosphere, the heavens, the stars, the moon, the stars. Those are part of it. But is it talking about those things here? It says, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. This is all about us. Okay? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, uh, so many men struggle with who they are, and they don't feel like they're wonderfully made because they see uh, that they fall short of a pattern that they've tried to hold up to. You know, uh, a football player that has patterned his life after some NFL pro, you know, top guy, whatever, and he falls short of it, uh, he can get depressed, you can get angry. Um, 
because you tried to pattern after that. But when you see that you are wonderfully made just the way you are, just the way you are, and you accept that, then you can grow, you can come to more knowledge of God, come more knowledge to self, and you'll be satisfied. That's the only place we're going to learn to really be satisfied in life, is really knowing who you are. Okay? So, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in your secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Okay, so who knows this the best? God does. Okay, God knows this best. So who, to, to know ourselves, who do we have to know? We have to know God. Okay, are you going to know God if you spend two hours with him on Sunday morning? A little bit. A little bit. Okay, so is your transformation going to be very rapid? No, and if you're picking up uh, 40 hours at work of other stuff, <laughs> uh, what's going to win out? Two hours or 40 hours? Okay, and it's not all about just time, but it's about what you think about while you're at work. Okay, if you're thinking about God and how he created you, and if you're recognizing that that's a pattern that somebody else is trying to put on you, then you're coming to know God better and you'll be free from that and you can be transformed uh, more easily. So uh, we, do, we do. We need to spend time with God. We just got to spend time with God. That's what it boils down to. If you want to know yourself, you've got to know God. And if you want to know God, you've got to spend time with him. Like you are not going to know me from this little message here that we're sharing okay? today. Um, you've got to spend time with me. Um, one of the things I love to do, I love to go hunting and fishing. Okay, I love to go hunt and fish. And that's where God really speaks to me. Because I get out away from everybody else. From everybody else's pattern, everybody else's expectation. You just get off on your own and God can speak to you. So whatever that takes for you. You know, if, it's, uh, if you don't like to go hunt and fish or hike, you know, go, go to the park. Turn off the TV. <laughs> That's a big one right there. So turn off the television. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Can I say that? I, I guess we did. So, um, yeah, we can edit that out if we need to. <laughs> but uh, so get where you can be transformed by God. You've got to get to a quiet place where he can speak to you, spend some time in meditation. Yeah, I said meditation. You know, I know uh, some other cultures or uh, religious groups have stolen that word from the Christians. But uh, we need to meditate. You need to meditate on God. Okay? So let's look at uh, another scripture, uh, Psalm 104. While I'm flipping there, I'm so thankful for our worship team. Didn't they do awesome today? Yeah. I thought that was really good. You know, holy, we got uh, Holy Spirit night this Wednesday. Are you guys going to be singing, Lori? Wednesday? Sure. <laughs> yeah, Holy Spirit night. Um, 
You know, one of, one of my favorite, actually my favorite meetings here are the Holy Spirit night because I love worship. We start off with that. And then we just give room to the Holy Spirit to move. And that's an opportunity for you all to really bring something. So come expecting to bring uh, this week. You know, come expecting. We did this a couple months ago. Last month we had a, a healing night and we kind of knew what was going to be going on. Uh, a couple months ago we just really opened it up and we want to do that again where uh, come expecting to bring, have a, have a word for somebody have a prophecy for somebody, you know, so pray about that over the next few days and, and come prepared uh, to move in the Spirit. Because that's, that's not for just the staff to do. That's for everybody, for the whole body to minister, right? So, um, and I did talk to Aaron about that, so that's okay. I know that one. So, Psalm 104, verse 31 says, May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. So in getting to know God, we also need to know how God feels about us. Okay, so we're going to look at a couple scriptures here, how God feels about us. Rejoice in his works. What are his works? Us. Okay, so we are his works. He rejoices with us. He rejoices in us. He enjoys spending time with us. Uh, you know, I I had one of the most moving times I've had with God. I was by myself, and uh, I used to buy and sell tractors, so I was hauling a trailer off to eastern Colorado, and I was up north of Ordway on that Highway 71. If anyone anyone been out there? Okay, what's out there? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but it was a a, a snowy. Wednesday morning, you know, there's, yeah, oh boy is right, because if the wind's blowing, it gets really tough. So there's, you know, six or eight inches of snow on the ground, and I'm driving, got the trailer behind me, and there have been no other vehicles on the road at all. I mean, there was not a track anywhere. And I'm driving, looking at the green post on the side of the road (laughs) to tell where I'm at, to make sure I'm on the road, because you couldn't see the road. All you could see was those green poles. And uh, so I'm driving, and the snow was uh, already on the ground, and there was a little bit in the air. And uh, I was worshiping God, and I, I couldn't believe the sight. The snow in the air just lit up like a rainbow. I mean, it just glowed. I saw every color, purple, red, blue, green, yellow, orange, you know, everything, every color all over the place in, on these snowflakes. or on the, They weren't even flakes, I would say. They're just crystals. And on the ground, it was just covered. And it was so beautiful. And I said, God, that is so beautiful to have that out here. And I thought, you know, how sad. And I said, if God picks me. I said, what a waste, you know, that nobody else is getting to see this. It's so beautiful, God. And he says, I made that for you. I made that for you. So God loves us and enjoys us so much that for even just you, he would put out this spread, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, you know. So God loves us that much. He enjoys us that much. 
that he wants to do that. Where were we headed? Psalm 104? All right, Psalm 104, coming back here. Uh, 31 says, May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Again, we are his works. All right, Zephaniah 3.17. Look at another one here. Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Did you know God sings? And so, men, when we're worshiping, if you're one that sits there quiet, you don't have to do that, okay? I really believe God put singing inside each and every one of us. And uh, it's beautiful to him. So, if it's not beautiful to everybody else here because you need training, then you can just kind of keep it down a little. Okay, that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> Till we get to really flowing in the spirit, and I hear myself scream, and I'm like, "What was that?" <laughs> yeah, I visited a, a church with Pastor Aaron, and uh, this gal was just screaming, and I thought, "Wow, this is I loved it." I was like, "That is so cool. She's so free in God." And uh, so we got into some really strong worship here, you know. Um, and uh, people were shouting, and I hear this scream, and then I realized it was me. <laughs> but uh, it's good to shout to the Lord. So, Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will create, take great delight in you. God delights in you. God delights in us. So, we need to be okay with however God's created us. Okay? Um, it's okay, you know, that I wanted to stay home with Cornelius that I went through a nesting time <laughs> where I wanted to take care of him. And uh, it's okay for men that enjoy going out and hunting. So uh, it's all right to do those things, you know. God's created each of us uniquely and, and differently. So, um, and women too, you know. There's women that like to go hunt and fish and, and do those things. So uh, don't let an outward influence tell you what you need to do. Okay? In uh, Psalm 35, verse 27, this is a verse that uh, I hope my faith and prosperity brothers will forgive me. <laughs> Psalm 35, verse 27. And uh, they, there's, there's truth in what they're saying, most definitely. And I've used this verse, and I believe that. Uh, you know, the King James Version says, uh, uh, the Lord delights in the prosperity of his servant. And there's definitely truth in that. I agree with that 100%. You know, uh, as, as we see prosperity in the world, you know, having uh, financially being financially blessed. Because um, I, I do believe you see that throughout Scripture, you know. Um, but it says, May those who delight in my vindication or in my righteousness, in my integrity, um, may they shout for joy and gladness. May they always say, The Lord be exalted who delights in the well-being of his servant. I like the way the NIV puts that. Uh, 
the well-being of a servant. So I looked it up, and uh, well-being means well-being. <laughs> also, with the implications of being safe, whole, and complete. You know, God wants us to be safe, whole, and complete. Uh, if you are trying to fit into a pattern that somebody else has put on you, you will never be able to fulfill that. You're always going to be short. You will not be able to complete that process because that's not you. Okay, You've got to get to know God so that you can know who you are. Uh, we've got to spend time with God so that we can get to know who we are. Um, and we can definitely, absolutely take other godly men and look to them for examples and what they do with their life. And we can use those as tools in our own life. You know, uh, if you see a man praying for 10 minutes a day, say, well, I'll try that. You know, I'll use that tool, try that in my own life and see how that works. If you see a man doing an hour a day, you can say, well, I'm going to try that and see how that works for you. Okay. Um, but each of us is going to be different. All right. Uh, so we do have the Bible, of course, and it tells us to pray. So we know we need to do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's, there's just something about, though, that each of us being uniquely made, hand formed by God, you know, that he wrote each and every one of our days. Are our days all the same with each other? No, they're not. Uh, so each one of us is different, and we just need to be all right with that, accept that. Uh, you don't have to put on a show for somebody else. You know, I outed myself today. I, will, I went through nesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I know uh, there, there's other parts of me, though, that uh, would the world would say, yeah, that's a man there, you know. He's out killing animals and... <laughs> <laughs> pulling their heads off. If you missed first service, sorry. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping and praying that this has gotten into your heart, man, that you don't have to be what the world says. You're more than just what your job is. Okay, You're more than what uh, your wife may think you are. Um, hopefully we all have godly wives. I know we're all a proce- in process, right? We're all working. So, um, can I have you all stand up with me? Let's have you all stand up. And, and women, you be included in this too, if I just use the word man. You know that this applies to you. God created male and female. He created them. Okay. So let's pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for creating each and every one of us. Father, I thank you that we do not have to be conformed to the pattern of this world, but that we're transformed into your pattern. Lord, we're transfigured. We're made into what you put inside of us. Father, help us to see those things. Help us to look inside, to spend time with you, to spend time with ourselves. Lord, to take the the tools that you give us, to take godly examples, and to experiment with those things inside of us. 
to try those things out and see if that leads us into more revelation of who you are and who we are. Father, we just commit our ways to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you.